Hello, and welcome to DMCs with Clarissa, where everything that goes beyond small talk is discussed. Hello, and welcome to another episode of DMCs with Clarissa. Today, I have with me Eugenie, and we are going to be talking about the topic of quarter-life crisis. But before we get into it, I will just ask you to quickly introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, Clarissa. Thank you for having me. Um, so, uh, my name is Eugenie. I'm 25 and I'm 26. Um, I was born in France, in Strasbourg, and I moved to Zurich uh, in September 2022 for work. Um, so yeah, that topic is, is quite interesting for me, as I feel like I've been experiencing this over the last year um, and thought it could be like interesting to have some, some insights and, uh, and discuss this with you today. And my first question before we even get into it is how would you just define a quarter-life crisis in your own words? Because I think for me, I've heard the word before, but I've never took like a deep dive into what it actually means. So I'd be really interested in what your view on this is. So that's actually a good question. I was not exactly sure that they, this was a thing, so I had to Google it. And then I, I found out that um, so it, it was really similar to what I thought. This is like this period that is usually around your 20, mid-20s un, until maybe sometimes your 35th. And then it's usually a period of like uncertainty and stability. And I think to me, it's really the moment where you actually transition from being for most people like a student to actually being an adult with like a job and more stable life and so this can lead to a lot of like you can feel very overwhelmed and you're pretty much you have to make your own decision kind of so to me this is yeah i would define it as like a period of uncertainty sometimes anxiety stress but also it can feel also very um empowering and very um freeing in a way to be able to decide what you want to do with your life that makes sense from, from the description and something just came to my mind which I think is so fitting for this because you know in Germany they're, studying is quite cheap so there's a lot of students when you for example go to university in Berlin that are like end of 20s or beginning of 30s and you know everyone's very easygoing so no one really cares but I think when you're coming from a different background that's quite unusual to have such old students sitting next to you at the university but now that you're just mentioning this, it's probably also a cause why they're doing this because they kind of don't want to enter this next stage of their life, you know? So they're prolonging their student life, which then hinders them from entering the stage of a quarterback crisis, maybe. That's true, actually. I, I, it's exactly the point I think that I wanted to mention at some point is that I think we don't have the same approach also to core life crisis that maybe the generation of our parents also because now in our mid-twenties we have, as you say, you do, we do like maybe longer studies or we do some breaks in between, we take some gap years. So this like core life crisis can happen to me like maybe if like, yeah, more around sometimes your thirties even. And also it's, it's, it's different kind today because 
when you're 25, 26, compare maybe to, again to our parent generation, we don't usually have the same lifestyle. We don't aspire to the same things at this age, like a stable, super stable life, sometimes like having a family or getting married or having kids. This is something a bit different. So it can like prolong also a bit this stage of like uncertainty, what I'm doing with my life, what's the purpose, what's the point. Um, and so, yeah, I think maybe our parents were thinking a bit less about the stuff because they were kind of like settling down earlier. And so it just moved like faster and us compared to this, we were just like, we have more time to think about all of the stuff. And I feel like we're also very privileged, right? To, to be able to ask ourselves all of those questions, to be able sometimes to afford therapy or yeah, like being in an environment that allows us to, to, to kind of like, yeah, develop ourselves and think about all of this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, lots of people do these, I think in Switzerland it's also very common that they do like a, like a year out of work mm -hmm. and then they come back and they're not being paid for the year that they're out of work. I think it's called a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, I think Switzerland is actually quite developed in that sense because it's very accepted by society. Yeah. I think in other countries it's not as accepted. They're like, you're taking a year out of work to like chill, do nothing, travel, whatever. You know, for them, it's not an asset, but here it's really seen as an asset. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think in France, it's also, it depends. And it's maybe not as uh, common as in, in the Nordics or even in Switzerland, where it's actually really something like you take a gap year after high school to do, to work or to travel, or if you're lucky. Um, yeah, it, it, it really depends. I think it's also depending on where you grew up and how you were raised. Um, this whole like taking a gap year is more or less seen as like a great opportunity or maybe sometimes you can't really afford to do this. So, yeah, but this leads a bit to this, this like the fact that to me, this period of uncertainty can be a bit longer. And sometimes, as you say, you can be a student still be 27, 28 and kind of thinking, yeah, what's the what's the point? do I actually fit in with the, the system or what I thought I would be when I was, for example, 10? Sometimes people when they're 10 or like when they're kids, they feel like, oh, when I'm 25, 26, I'll be like with a proper job or like proper like financial security or this kind of things. And actually it doesn't really happen this way all the time. So it's a bit, yeah, the, the, trying to balance what you think the society is expecting, what you actually want and, um, and yeah, kind of balancing all up. And coming back to the topic of uh, the quarter life crisis, mm -hmm. what role do you think social media plays in kind of bringing this topic forward to our generation and how can we use it in a more constructive way during this time? Because I think a lot of the times social media shows you all the people that are maybe taking a year out of travel and as you said, like it's a very privileged thing to do, so not everyone can do it. And how do you think that might trigger a quarter life crisis within people that can't do these things to kind of explore what comes next? Mm. Yeah, that's a, a good question. And um, I think social media and everything now, like the way we live today, we have such a crazy amount of information that we have to process every day coming from like whatever social media, even like LinkedIn or anything, you know, people are always like... Um, showing everything that they're doing in their life, their achievements, their goals, like everything is measured, this is like exposed on social media. So it's 
as I, as I was saying, it's a lot of information to process. Um, so I, I don't have like crazy tips for this, you know, like I feel like you kind of have to choose a little bit if you want to be on social media, choose a little bit what you want to follow at what um, frequency so that you don't feel like overwhelmed all the time by all of this. Um, I feel like also we are like I'm speaking about my generation, maybe people that are 25 now. We're kind of like the first generation who really started growing up with this whole Internet culture. So maybe we in a way have the keys to try to put a bit of distance with this and take moments to just switch off. Um, but that's true. I mean, I fully agree. Like you have all of those uh, videos on YouTube about how to be like that girl, for example, like trying to succeed in everything you're doing. Like it's it's a bit tricky to kind of, um, yeah, position yourself in all of this and try not to compare yourself. Um, I think that's a process. I don't have like a lot of tips for this or how to try to put some distance. I think it's very personal and the impact that it has on you is also very personal. But I think it's uh, it's a fair point to, to say that there are a lot of videos out there where exactly what you're saying it's like how to be this girl, how to be like perfect at everything it seems. But I think now it's quite interesting to see that the trend is going in a different way. It's like this is how I present myself on Instagram. They have like one video and then they have another video of being like, but this is how my actual day looks like. Yeah. And yeah. it's a bit more realistic. Or not even the same person. It's like just a completely different profile where a girl is focusing more on the realities of her daily life as an influencer, maybe. Mm. Or as like what I on my for you page, I don't know why. There's a lot of girls now that like work in law. I have nothing <laughs> to do with law. But it's all these like 25, 26 year olds that like just started at a like corporate law firm and they're killing it apparently according to their Instagram. Um, but yeah, it comes up and they wake up at like 6.30 in the morning, they go to the gym, they, they're like, because there's this trend also where it's like not my 9 to 5 but my 5 to 9. Yeah. So yeah, everything yeah. that they do before their 9 to 5 and I'm like, sorry what no like I wake up yeah like no. the latest possible and then I get my things done and that's good but seeing this when you're like wow these people get so much done in this time like maybe I should be doing this maybe I should wake up at 6 a.m and get my get my stuff done before I go to work and do a workout do this like get everything off my to-do list but that's just not realistic for me so I think it's good that we're kind of already in that age where we can make that judgment. But I think it's going to be maybe even be more of an issue for the younger generation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know because they're growing up even more with this than us. I don't know if they will have even more keys or if they will be more prepared to kind of deal with all of this kind of information uh, compared to us or even the generation uh, above, or if they will really on the opposite completely expose even more their life and it's going to become like sometimes yeah it can become very tricky especially for young people i see now my sister she's like 13 she's on instagram she's on tiktok she's aware of so many more stuff that it was when i was her age and i don't know in a way if it's gonna make her like grow up faster and become more aware of the world that we're living in if that's a good thing or if it's not a good thing I don't know because she has access to so much. I don't know if she will maybe want to do like uh, more stuff in the back of my parents or if 
there are already so many stuff that she can do that she will just yeah that she will be more aware let's say and just grow up faster so that's yeah that's a, a, a good a good point this, this whole impact of social media i think it's yeah we cannot not live with it we have to accept that it's here it's a bit unrealistic to say I don't have social media. I'm not interested at all. I will just live my life with none of those stuff. Like it's, it's to me, it's a bit unrealistic. We we just have to adapt and try to find ways to not be, yeah, too impacted by this and um, take the best out of it. I would say. Yeah, and I think the abundance of information that you were mentioning as well that we have, I think definitely feeds into people's quarter life crisis being triggered. Mm-hmm. Because I think compared to our past parents' generation, we know that the world is not in an amazing place. Yeah. Like, there's no secret about it. And I think in your mid-twenties, you're in that process of, okay, what do I want to spend my time doing? Like, what do I want to work? What, I wanna, what do I want to do in my free time? And I think a lot of people from growing up, they're like, right, let me try and make this world a better place. But based on the fact that we've been fed with these kind of information since we're now for 10 years, pretty much, that's when everything, I think, took off around when we were 14, 15. And also news channels being on, on Instagram and TikTok and all these things. It's like we know we're not in a good place. And it's hard, I think, for a lot of people to see how we can have an actual impact. And I think a lot of people get stressed about that. They're like, how can I actually make this world a better place? And is it even possible to get to that point at all? And I think this also feeds into, yeah, this, this like crisis stage where you're like, I want to do something, but I'm so small. How am I even going to reach an impact globally? You know, And I think because on social media, we are so global, but then everyone that is on there is still so tiny. Like there are so many people on there and you want to reach everyone, but not every person can reach everyone. There's only certain people that were able to establish a platform that maybe actually can have an impact on people's opinions and where the politics are moving and everything. But yeah, I think it's also... Yeah, I, I agree fully with this notion of impact and trying to find a purpose in your life, in your job, and also trying to sometimes combine your job with your personal like expectation and beliefs i think that's something that now our generation is looking for more than the previous ones and as you say it's it's very tricky because you want to have a job that uh, offers you that uh, allows you to be financially stable but also has an impact has a purpose has like so many things at the same time trying to achieve some stuff maybe on the personal level and try to combine all of this in this global um, kind of uncertain world I think that's tricky and that's probably one of the reasons why people are experiencing those, those crises nowadays, um, maybe more than before or maybe longer or in a different form. Um, so yeah, having a job that has a purpose, I think it's very important for us, like for a lot of people in their mid-twenties. And it's sometimes also very disappointing when you realize that entering, for example, the corporate world that uh, the job that you were like wanted for so many years is not going to have such a strong impact, for example, and that you might have to find some side hobbies or some side side activities to feel fulfilled in a way. 
So yeah, it's it's. Um, I think it's interesting also seeing your job as being just a source of like financial stability or as being a source of like something that is going to be even bigger than this. And it's it's sometimes a bit tricky, in my opinion, to find this balance between do I want my job to really fulfill all of my expectations? Do I want my job to really represent me? Do I how do I get this job? And at the same time, like yeah trying to to find a balance with your 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 personal life maybe yeah that's a very good point for sure i think that's something that everyone has to decide for themselves as you said like if the job is just a financial income like a financial source or if it's really something that fulfills you or if you manage to just get the fulfillment through a hobby it's two different completely different ways of approaching it and I think no one starting their career can say, I want to go down this, I want to go down that route. And maybe it changes as well. I mean, we're just at the beginning, you know, we're probably going to be working until we're 70. Yeah. To be honest, they're going to up the freaking retirement age. Yeah, 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 that's that's true. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think there is also this, this trend on social media that you can see sometimes people being like, being an adult is realizing that you either have to be like financially stable or happy. I don't know if that's I don't true. Agree with that. I I don't think so either. No. But it's like this trend, you know, like those people being like, oh, you have to decide like one or the other. I also don't agree. Mm-hmm. But that's also coming back to this point where like, do you have to choose like between financial stability and like a job, or can you co- combine this with like also a job that actually fulfills you while maintaining, allowing you to have like stable income for example um so yeah i i don't fully agree i also i don't completely disagree either because i know that for example if really financial stability was not at all an issue for me i would probably not do what i'm doing at the moment um and maybe i will be more brave and do something completely different without being afraid of like not being financially stable I think that's um, that's yeah that's a fair point, but I I still think you can find like this kind of balance between um, those two kind of extreme I would say. And this leads really well into the quote that uh, we chose for today. So it's from Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the author from Eat, Pray, Love. A lot of you have probably read it. I still have it on my bookshelf. I still haven't read it. Um, but she said. One of the hardest things about figuring out what you want to do with your life is that you don't yet have the hindsight to know what will end up being the most important. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Um, yeah, I was reading it also earlier. I think that's a really good one. Um, I, I, I agree. I think it's important to know that usually we don't really know what's going to end up, what's, what's going to be our life in like a couple of years. doesn't mean that we don't need to have any kind of goals or any kind of objectives in life. I still think that's important, but it's also important to accept uncertainty and trying to find ways to become resilient in a way. Um, and also, I would say, separate and distinguish um, the goals and your objectives that you really have for yourself, like that can be really broad, like just having and leading like a healthy lifestyle or being happy in like a certain environment. And sometimes goals or objectives that are more um, dictated by like society or maybe the ways we were raised, our parents, like uh, which are maybe more material goals. 
Um, so it's important to, I think, to me, distinguish those two and not tie all of your objectives to those more um, material and sometimes unrealistic goals. Because if you don't achieve them at a certain age, you should still like keep going and take the most out of it at every stage of your life. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a, that's about it. But that's a really good quote. Great, thank you for that. And then to finish this topic off, the question that I have is: Can a quarter life crisis be a positive thing in terms of personal growth and self discovery? Um, definitely. I think maybe we mentioned a bit more the negative sides of it during this this last minutes, but definitely it's like. It can be such an empowering and freeing moment in your life. Um, it's actually, to me, the real moment where you can decide what you want to do with your life. And it's super overwhelming. Um, personal experience is that, as I was saying, I feel like a year ago I was going through a harder time. I was ending up my contracts, going through a breakup at the same time. And you feel like all of your pillars of security are kind of falling apart. Um, like your your work, your relationships, the country that you're in, for example. And it ended up being like, I was just, yeah, this this um, this square life crisis or maybe this crisis that I was experiencing led me here in Zurich. I not expected to come here at all. And super positive like experience uh, that I had and that I was not planning at all in my life. So... Um, I think it definitely can be, you have to listen and accept it when it comes and not trying to fight it or like uh, shame yourself for like not being able to uh, deal with everything at the same time. Uh, sometimes it's important that you just need to rest and not do much for like a couple of weeks. You need to be either by yourself or like with friends and usually things just arrive like for a reason. So. It, it, it's not because you're going through like a crisis at some point that yeah crises usually lead to better things and like a change sometimes is is very much needed and it's usually for the best so yeah I, I think it's it's definitely can be something freeing and empowering well that's a very nice finish and I totally agree with what you just said I think crisis has a very negative connotation to it but in this case, it definitely also has positive sides that can be brought forward definitely. Through, through that. I agree. So thank you very much for coming on my podcast today. Thank you very much for having me, Clarice. It's a pleasure. I'll speak to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.